Good evening. It's your boy Josh Sanchez and welcome to the third radio show of Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. And I know I started, I'm starting the show a little bit later than what I usually do. I usually start at 5.30 to 7.30, but I have a quick little Cabrini news update. Um, I was doing homework in the Edit Bay studio and I have these three random people just come to me and and they asked me, they're like, hey, uh, can you, um, the guy we're supposed to interview did not show up. Is it okay if uh, you do a quick little interview? And I was like, okay, yeah, like um, I'm down. It's no, it's no big deal. I have nothing else to do. So I am actually, I actually got a live interview for a for a spot for a possible sponsorship for Cabrini University. So if Cabrini gets extra sponsorships, you guys know now that it was DJ Swoop that uh, or Josh Sanchez, obviously, that uh, caused that. So just letting you guys know, that's why my show got pushed back a little bit. And but no, no matter um, the show must go on. And now let's get started with today's topics, because Swoop Radio has a lot to talk about with you guys today. Obviously, we're going to start with a little week two. Um, for, for those who not listen, that did not listen to my podcast on Monday, uh, week one was awesome. I went one in four in my sports picks. I w- no, not one in four. I went four and one. I was absolutely killing it out there. I was flexing. I was texting friends. I was like, man, man, my picks came through. Like, look, everybody, if, if you guys would have trusted me, we would have won some money. But week two uh, is, I, I think, I think it was, I think it was the football god stare. Like, let's humble this guy real quick. And I go two and four this week. I did pick the Browns to steamroll the Jets in, on Monday Night Football. That was an easy pick. Uh, I had to redeem myself after going one and four. I picked the Vikings and those who, you guys have to listen to my podcast on Monday. I got into a full rant about the Vikings and how I just could not stand Kirk Cousins. I hate Kirk Cousins with a burning passion because of his stupidity at, at the quarterback position. But anyway, 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 anyway. The Vikings lost, the Steelers lost, the Cowboys were the only team that won for me. The Eagles lost, and that's what we're going to start off this show with, the Philadelphia Eagles. And obviously, I picked the, for, I'm trying to remember what else I picked, but I was wrong. I went one and, I went two and four this week, so now I'm at five and four overall for my picks and in the standings. Um, so, so yeah. So now we're going to start with today's show. Obviously, I started off with introducing the topic of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons defeated the Philadelphia Eagles 24 to 20. And it was a very, it was a very good game. Um, from start to finish, the Eagles, the problem with the Eagles this season, and for those who have not really watched the Eagles this season, they have the first two games, they started very slow. Um, they, they, I, like, like they, I mean, when I talk about really slow, like the Philadelphia Eagles scored only six points in the first half, and in week one they they didn't they only scored seven points in the first half. And you can say week one it was due to uh, the preseason and the guys not playing in the preseason, 
And then game two, you, we, you guys can say, or like experts and everyone is given excuses saying, oh, like the Sean Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey didn't play. And I mean, those are valid excuses and I'm definitely gonna take that into consideration. However, that's no excuse for the lack of plays and the lack of execution in the first half. Carson Wentz was absolutely awful in the first half. And I'm going to talk about Carson Wentz later on this topic. I just got to start with the ugly. We always start with the ugly here on Swoop Radio. Ronald Darby, other than his interception, he got cooked so many times. He, like, Jim Swartz hit, pressured the blitz, and he blitzed more than he usually does, and I'm not going to blame this on Jim Swartz. But Ronald Darby got beat Two times earlier in the game that Matt Ryan that Matt Ryan missed, and then finally they hit him with the deep ball for a forty or fifty yard touchdown to Calvin Ridley in the first half. But like it, it's like it like as I'm thinking about it, like that game, like from the drop passes to, I mean Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey go down. Deshaun Jackson will miss the next two weeks. For the Philadelphia Eagles. So I have him on my fantasy team. So now I'm scrambling trying to find other wide receivers to replace him. And it it, it sucks. Like the Eagles are gonna miss because Deshaun Jackson is that space creator. Uh, he he is that type of guy that when he's on the field, he doesn't even need to have a catch in the game. The defenses are gonna have to respect his speed, and then that opens up. The rest of the field, Aguilar gets more space. Jeffrey gets more space. Zach Ertz gets more space. Uh, the running backs, Howard, Sanders get more space. But the fact that Deshaun Jackson was not playing in the game really hurt the Eagles. And then Alshon Jeffrey in his calf, his status is still up in the air. Uh, uh, Malik, you, know, you guys know how Malik Jackson, I mentioned it on my last show, how he was out for, he's out for the season. Um, his replacement, uh, Jernigan, he's out four to six weeks because he broke his foot. So, like, the injuries just keep piling up for the Philadelphia Eagles. And it, and it begs the question, do you think that these guys should have been more conditioned and played more in the preseason so their bodies are getting ready for the NFL regular season? A lot of these guys did not play, and you're seeing a lot of injuries, and, and they're pretty banged up right now. But... The Eagles now having a full week to prepare for the Detroit Lions. I don't care who's at your receiving core. You guys have to be able to establish the run. And that's been the problem with these slow starts. The Eagles do not run the ball well in the first half. They struggle. And they got a guy in Jordan Howard that can get the job done. I don't know why Sanders and I don't know why Sproles has gotten the starts over Jordan Howard. Every time Jordan Howard touches the ball, it takes two to three guys to bring him down. It is a proven fact. And the fact that we are going to continue to rely on Sanders and Sproles is blasphemous for me. And I cannot stand it. And that's one of the reasons why our running game has been so bad in the beginning of the first half. The Eagles had less than 50 rushing yards in the first half. That's unacceptable. Unacceptable, and that's according to ESPN. Eagles had around 50 rushing yards in the first half. When you have your two, when you're missing your two-star wide receivers, 
Why are you going to continue to throw the ball? You know that Aguilar can't catch. Aguilar had two drops. He dropped the ball in the end zone. Perfectly, perfectly thrown ball in the end zone. Drop. And then with the game on the line, what does Aguilar do again? He Wentz throws an absolute dime. Less than two minutes left on the game. Look at the play. Rewatch the play. I wish I could play it on this show, but it'll be copyrighted due to our copyright purposes. But Nelson Aguilar drops a wide open, perfectly thrown pass. I could have caught the pass. That's how bad of a drop it was. Eagles should have, and if Aguilar catches that ball, we're not talking about the Eagles' struggles. We're talking about the Eagles being 2-0 and going into Atlanta and winning without your two-star wide receivers and how great of a team this is. But because Nelson Aguilar cannot catch the ball, now people are talking about Dak Prescott being better than Wentz. Now people are talking about, I don't know about the Eagles anymore. It's just one loss. Get it together, guys. Get it together. Now, we're definitely going to feel the absence of these wide receivers, but the NFL is a business, and you got to have that next man up mentality. The Eagles do need a speedster that can replace Deshaun Jackson when he's not there. I agree with that. But until we find that, we need to maximize the position we have. We have a great offensive line. Run the football. You have a great physical back in Jordan Howard. Run the football. Wentz should not be dropping back 40-plus times. I know Wentz can get you to win, and the Eagles did a great job in the second half. Carson Wentz is a fighter. He got popped. He got hit 10 times and was sacked three times. And out of those 10 hits, two were hit so hard. Many quarterbacks would have stopped playing. But Carson Wentz kept going, and he gave the Eagles the lead in the fourth quarter. That's why I'm frustrated with this team. And you guys can say that that was a block in the back on the fourth and three play on Julio Jones. I'm not putting the pressure on that call in that position. The Eagles had a chance to win. Nelson Aguilar drops the ball. Zach Ertz cannot get enough yardage. I put the loss on those two plays. I put the loss on Ronald Darby getting beat numerous times. I don't put this loss on Wentz. You could you could honestly call his two interceptions. I get that. But he gave you guys a shot to win. 20-17, fourth quarter. And Wentz got hit. As he's getting hit by Vic Beasley on a third down and nine, he throws an absolute dark dart falling down for the first down. For those who question Carson Wentz's heart and his leadership, it's got to stop. I get it. Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. But Nick Foles is out for the year because he can't take a hit. This man, Carson Wentz, yes, he's had his injury problems. But one thing that I will never, ever, ever question from Carson Wentz is his heart and his willingness to give up his body and play the game of football. There's no question about that. And I will give Carson Wentz the full, he has my full 100% respect out of this one. Julio Jones obviously did what Julio Jones is going to do. He had two touchdowns and had over 150 receiving yards. Absolutely killing the Eagles secondary. Sanders had 10 carries for 28 yards. He was your leading rusher of the game. That's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic when you have one of the best 
offensive lines in football, you can't get the job done. The Eagles had only 286 total yards of offense. Corey Clement is out because he got popped and he fumbled the ball. As I pause and let you guys sink in all this information. For the Eagles to win these next two weeks, because these next two weeks are going to be critical, you do not have Deshaun Jackson. The Lions are not a good football team. Yes, they're 1-0, and they also, and they tied the Cardinals. They blew a 27-6 lead against a rookie quarterback in week one, and they should have lost the game in the fourth quarter. And then they beat a Chargers team who gave them the game. This Eagles team should dominate the Lions next week. I'm expecting at least a seven-point victory. And I'll get to my predictions later on uh, later on the show. But, and that's a little tease because I got some very special games for you guys to tune into. But come on. You cannot sit up here and criticize Wentz at all for his performance. The only thing you can say is his interceptions. His interceptions were dumb. They were dumb. But in terms of his fight, in terms of his effort, he is my franchise quarterback. And I will take him over anybody, any type of day. People can say Dak Prescott's better and they throw numbers in. But Dak Prescott has Ezekiel Elliott, an absolute stud at at the running back position. And what went wrong with this Eagles team was Ronald Darby getting burnt. The secondary needs to be addressed. Pronto. This Eagles defensive line, now the Eagles need a new lineman because now they're missing their two linemen out. Now that it's more pressure on Fletcher Cox, they need to solve that. The Eagles have holes on the defensive side of the ball, and it doesn't help that your two-star receivers and Dallas Godard are out. So the Eagles need to get healthy, but until they get healthy, they need to establish the run and use the strength of their offensive line. And then Wentz can can become Wentz when the team needs him to be. But he should not be dropping back and taking these hits like this. It scares me every time because he has not finished the season. Because he gets hit so much. But what Carson Wentz showed Sunday night was that he's up for any style of fight. It can be an ugly game. It can be a great game. Wentz is going to show up. And he's going to put his body and his spirit on the line. And if you guys disagree with me, I would love for you guys to come on and give me a phone call and I'll, and I'll have a nice debate with you guys. Carson Wentz threw for over 250 yards, one touchdown. He ran for a score. He threw two picks. His first half stats, he only had 45 passing yards and two interceptions. His second half, he threw over 200 yards, scored two combined touchdowns and led his team to a go-ahead fourth quarter drive. It's time to stop hating on Carson Wentz, guys. You guys listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on 89.1 WYBF FM Cavalier Radio. What do you guys think about the Eagles? What do you guys think about the Falcons? The Falcons were a desperate team. They needed this victory. But you can check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. All I have to do is search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. We're going to take a quick music break, but I hope you guys stick around because I'm going to get into... Um, and a possible solution to the Eagles' defensive struggles. Who should the Eagles target? I think I think uh, Swoop Radio has your answer. But if you guys want to find out, 
You guys got to stick around. The Swoop Radio will be right back. And Swoop Radio is back. Hope you guys enjoyed that quick little uh, preview before I... Sorry, transitioning, my fault. I've been having a very long day. Transitioning from the Eagles talk. I'm going to stick with the Eagles, obviously. But earlier I had talked about the Eagles and the Falcons and what the Eagles need to do these next two weeks without star receiver Deshaun Jackson because they are going to miss his presence and that offense is not as explosive with Deshaun Jackson off the field. So, in one way to make your team better when you know that your offense is not going to be as good as it usually is, is to load up on that defense. And there is a certain cornerback for the Jacksonville Jaguars who requested to be traded last Sunday. He wants to play for a winning organization. I wonder who won the Super Bowl in uh, uh, two years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the Philadelphia Eagles that won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. And he also voiced his honest opinion about Carson Wentz, saying that Carson Wentz is is going to be an all-time great and is going to be one of the best quarterbacks ever. That's what Jalen Ramsey said of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So not only does he love our quarterback, but he also wants to play for a winner and the Eagles are a winning team and the Eagles need a cornerback so bad. I mean, so bad. I'm tired of the giving up the big plays every single week. It's always a big play. A rookie wide receiver burnt Rasul Douglas last week or two weeks ago, week one. And then Julio Jones burnt uh, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones both had their t- took their turns cooking our secondary. So, whatever it takes, the Eagles need to get Jalen Ramsey. And for those who do not know who Jalen Ramsey is, I don't know. You must live under a rock if you, you watch football. But Jalen Ramsey is an all is a one-time all-time all-pro defensive back and a two-time Pro Bowler. He's only 25 years old. He's young. He's athletic. He's had nine interceptions in his first three seasons. He led, including a pick six. He is a ball hawk. He is sort of like the modern day Darrell Revis. And he just shuts it down. And I would love to see Jalen Ramsey on one side and just have Jim Swartz be like, yo, Jalen Ramsey, you can press. You can do whatever you want. You got one side. And then you you can put in Sidney Jones and whoever steps up that game on the other side. Put Devontae Maddox in the corner or in the slot position to cover the slot corners. You can also, I know the team has also had talks because Ronnie McLeod looks like he's a step slow in that secondary. Uh, I will say, because I I mean, he's he's been a very consistent player, but when he went down last year, you can tell that he's starting to, he's starting to slow down a little bit. So I know the Eagles were going to put Rasul Douglas or, or Maddox in as safety in the future. Um, I would rather see Rasul Douglas because he can hit and he's not really like the, he's not really a fast corner, but he makes up for it with his hitting ability. 
and I want my safeties to fly around and hit the football and hit it and hit somebody every play, as my high school coach would say. Um, but yeah, the, the Eagles need to make a splash. They missed out on Javion Clowney, and you can tell that it's definitely affecting their team now. The Eagles really need defensive linemen. They should have went after a Clowney, didn't get him. But now they have Jalen Ramsey on the table. And if it's going to take two first-round picks, easy. I will I will offer two first-round picks, and I'll offer Nelson Aguilar for him. But I know that I know the teams had talks about trading Dallas Godart. Do not do not trade Dallas Godart. He's too valuable for your offense. And Zach Ertz is already 29 years old. So in a couple years, you can transition from Ertz to Godart to Goddard. So please don't get rid of him. Keep him. And you want to run like the modern day football, you have to run two tight end sets now. Have to. It's a must. You have to. And it's called 12 personnel, for those who do not know that. And the Eagles can run a perfect 12 personnel with Godart and um, Ertz. And I I believe Godart will be back next week. Who knows? Um, But the Eagles need to get Jalen Ramsey. And they need to make, he needs to be in an Eagles uniform. Especially with the Dallas Cowboys. And everyone's talking about how great that offense is. If you put Jalen Ramsey on Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott ain't going to throw it to nobody. Are you going to hand it to Elliott and that great rushing defense the Eagles have? I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, if the Eagles want to make the Super Bowl this year, they got to make a splash. And they got, I don't care if you give up a first round pick. Jalen Ramsey is a first round talent. And, and one of the things people don't realize is when a team drafts somebody in the first round in any sport, they cost so much money down the road. And if you trade the Jaguars two first-round picks, and if you make the Super Bowl, it's only the 32nd pick of the draft, 31 or 32 of pick of the draft. If you make a deep playoff run, what is it, the 28th or the 29th? Possibly the 30th? So why not make a splash, give the Jaguars maybe a first-round pick, maybe a first, a second, and a fifth-round pick, and then possibly even sprinkle in a little player in there or there to get that superstar in Jalen Ramsey. Why not? We need that shutdown corner, and then him and Wentz can be, the, can be the leaders of the future for the Eagles. Because as great as Malcolm Jenkins is, and he is a workhorse, and he's probably the most underrated signing of an Eagles history, but Hallie Roseman deserves all the credit because this man has not missed a whole down of football yet and and over the past year and two weeks of football so far Malcolm Jenkins is the perfect replacement to Brian Dawkins he may not hit as hard as Brian Dawkins but he is a dog and he can fight he is a fighter 12 rounds in the ring Malcolm Jenkins Carson Wentz but then as he gets old Jalen Ramsey can take that defensive secondary to a whole new level and if they can get Jalen Ramsey, they have Ramsey on one side again, Malcolm Jenkins in the in the safety. That is a great one-two killer combination. And then you got the death of Jones, Douglas, Maddox, and then and you can you can even trade Darby to the Jaguars. Like even and if Darby stays, he he'll be on a lesser of a role than he needs to be because Darby's not a number one corner anymore. Darby does not want to hit 
the difference between Darby and, and Asante Samuel, for those who do not know Asante Samuel, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, one of the best Philadelphia Eagles corners before the Eagles had that era where they won the Super Bowl or the big game. Sorry, guys, the big game. But Asante Samuel never really hit anybody, but he made up for it because he got interceptions and he would return some of them to the house and return them back for the touchdown for those who don't know to the house. Other than last night, or last Sunday, this like and, and his interception wasn't even impressive because he got burnt numerous times in the game. Asante Samuel was not getting burnt. Darby is. Darby is consistently getting burnt. Which is why Ronald Darby, like I I just he only he has five interceptions in an Eagles uniform. Asante Samuel had eight interceptions in one season. So that just shows you the level of production and the difference of uh, production between the two. But if the Eagles get Jalen Ramsey, I would put them right ahead over the Cowboys and will win the NFC East. But the Dallas Cowboys got such an easy schedule. And now that Drew Brees is hurt, they got such an easy, they got such a lucky break because they play them in two weeks. You want to talk about breaks. That is a killer break right there. And I and it, it fires me up, man, because the Cowboys they get so lucky. Their their schedule has been the easiest schedule of football. I don't know how people can talk about them. And Jalen, speaking of to relate this to the topic, Jalen Ramsey wanted to play for the Cowboys, but the second they drafted Ezekiel Elliott before Ramsey, he was like, I never want to play for them again. So wouldn't it be sweet to put to give to give Jalen Ramsey an Eagles uniform? And let him pick off Dak Prescott for decade for a decade. I would love, I love the sound of that. Sign me up. Howie, make this happen. But this morning before I went to school, and this will make the fans even more excited about Jalen Ramsey. Right now, there's a, it's a three-team race for there's the top three teams for Jalen Ramsey right now. You have the Seahawks, the Eagles, and then you have the Chiefs, the Chiefs are in the mix, and you have the, as I'm trying to remember in the back of my head, the Oakland, the Oakland Raiders as well are favorites of getting Jalen Ramsey. Make it happen, Eagles. Please make it happen. And make it happen soon because this Eagles secondary needs your help. Eagles take on the Lions, obviously, next week. I'm going to get to that on the next topic. I'm going to give you guys my predictions for week three. Obviously, again, for the standings, I'm five and four this year. Not bad, over 500. But Jalen Ramsey, just giving you guys his stats before we take a music break this time instead of just a quick little public service announcement. But Jalen Ramsey, in three years with the Jacksonville Jaguars, has had nine interceptions. He started all 16 games, all three seasons. Does not have a sack yet, but he did force a fumble. And he's a shutdown corner. He has 45 pass deflections. And has over 60 tackles in his first three seasons. That's impressive from the quarterback position. But we are going to take a quick music break here on Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Uh, for those listening to my podcast tomorrow, you are going to hear music breaks and stuff like that. I'm letting you guys know now. Because my recaps of today's radio show will be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, 
and on the Anchor app. Just search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. But we will be right back. But you guys listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. And Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez, your boy, is back. And now earlier, just give you guys a quick little recap before we transition to topic of the, the third topic of today's um, show. First topic, I talked about the Eagles Falcons recap, all that Wentz hate needs to stop. Then the second topic, we talked about Jalen Ramsey possibly joining the Philadelphia Eagles. And I would love that. Oh, man that happens uh it's it's that's already my early christmas present so but now we are going to get to the big segment the big topic of today's of every swoop radio show is swoop radio with josh sanchez's picks we are now at the segment sanchez's picks as i like to do a little voice automation just kidding i'm just playing but here we go so the week three picks and bets so i'm going to start I'm going to I'm going to do the Cowboys and I'm going to do the Eagles every week. Cowboys Dolphins, that's easy. The Dolphins. Oh. <laughs> like I just I'm going to get to the Dolphins a little bit later on the show. But the Miami Dolphins have given up over 1000 yards in two games. Two games. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. Their cornerback Michael Michael Fitzpatrick is now a Pittsburgh Steeler. Who's left on that team? Absolutely no one. So the Miami Dolphins are 20 or I believe 20 point underdogs against the Cowboys. Take the money, take the spread. Pick the Cowboys and pick the Cowboys to win by 40 plus. I got the Cowboys winning 45 to nothing. Complete beatdown. Miami Dolphins are tanking. Next game. I'm going to do the Dallas, not already the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to do the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens rank second in terms of total yards allowed this season. They only allow 274 yards a game. Only the New England Patriots are better so far. And also the Ravens are the number one offensive team in football. You have Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. The young gun, Patrick Mahomes, and for those who did not realize this, in last year's matchup, the game was in Arrowhead, and Patrick Mahomes led that amazing fourth quarter comeback against the Ravens, and I think it's going to be another close one. Um, The spread, I'm taking the Ravens for the spread, but for the game, I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs. I think them being at home will be the difference maker this, this time around. And I think it's going to be a great game. Lamar Jackson's going to give you three or four touchdowns total. Patrick Mahomes is going to give you four touchdowns total. I think that the Ravens, what's going to come down to is can the Ravens get touchdowns in it or, or could they kick field goals? I think Lamar is going to give you at least, I did say three and four a couple seconds ago, but as I'm rethinking about it, Lamar is going to give you two touchdowns, but can they get that third touchdown in? That's going, that's going to be the key for the Ravens and the key for their matchup for them to win this game because that's what's going to come down to uh honestly it's going to be a dog fight it's going to be a close game the chiefs have been kind of steamrolling their first two opponents jacksonville is not really impressive and then 
you take on the Oakland Raiders. So now they're going to face their first tough test, and it helps that they are at home. So I got the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Baltimore Ravens. And my final score for that game is I have the Chiefs winning 31, not 31. I have the I the Ravens going to hold them to less than 30 points. I got the Chiefs beating the Ravens 27 to 22 or 23, 27 to 23. I got the Chiefs beating the Ravens 27-23. The next game I'm going to choose is the Atlanta Falcons and the Colts. The Falcons are going to be on the road against a tough Indianapolis Colts team. The Indianapolis Colts, in terms of total offense, the Colts rank towards the bottom of the NFL. They rank they rank in towards like the bottom 15, the, the bottom 20 in the the bottom 10, my fault, in the NFL in total offense. I mean, obviously you lose Andrew Luck. That's a huge loss. The Atlanta Falcons honestly should have lost to the Eagles. The Eagles kind of gave that game away, and the Eagles shot themselves in the foot. The fact that the Eagles did not have two of their best options and they had a fourth quarter lead is completely amazing to me but the Atlanta Falcons their defense has been really good uh they they got the Minnesota Vikings kind of ran all over them can the Colts do the same I think the Colts will and but I have Atlanta winning this day this game I think the Atlanta Falcons will move to two and one this season not having Andrew Luck is going to affect the Colts at some point it's going to be a close game but I have Atlanta beating the Colts 27 to 21 I think that Matt Ryan and the offense starts to get going and starts to click and I think the Colts just cannot score enough I think that's what the game's going to come down to next game I have the the Sunday night football game the Cleveland Browns and the Los Angeles Rams the Rams are 2-0 and they proved me wrong last week even though they did to catch a break with Drew Brees being out with his finger And I'm very upset about that because obviously we all know the Cowboys play the Saints in two weeks. And I'm very upset because they don't have Drew Brees. And just a side note before I get to this game, this is is going to be the first time ever in the past like 18 years that we have not had Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and um, Drew Brees playing in a game insane and this has just been a bad year for the quarterback you want to talk about bad year the Jets Sam Darnold has mono and their backup Trevor Simeon is out for the season the Colts Andrew Luck their quarterback their quarterback retired Big Ben Drew Brees all go they go down Cam Newton re-aggravated his foot it's just a bad year for quarterback so far hopefully Uh, The good quarterbacks play that are still playing like Russell Wilson and others will continue to run that new generation of QBs. But anyway, my fourth game, the Cleveland Browns are at home against the Los Angeles Rams. And this is going to be my upset of the week. I got the Cleveland Browns beating the Los Angeles Rams. I think that Odell getting hot last week is going to get that Browns offense in the high gear. Now, I will say that Baker Mayfield has to stop throwing interceptions. He is pretty much a modern-day Brett Favre. He is a gunslinger, and he's going to throw his fair share of picks. But if he limits his interceptions in this game, I have the Cleveland Browns, and and I and I think their defense is going to really stop the Rams. The Rams' offense has not really been clicking as usual. The Rams right now 
currently the, the Los Angeles Rams rank in the middle of the pack in terms of offense. They rank the Eagles rank honestly 15th and the Rams rank 14th in total in terms of total yards and yards a game. So that's a that's a that's a nothing to snooze upon. And I think that the Browns defense is legit and they're for real. I think that they're going to hold the Rams to under 24 points. I, I got the Rams only scoring 21 points this week. I like the number 21. In fact, I'm going to give the Rams 20 this week. I got the Browns beating the Rams 31 to 20. This is going to be my upset and my bold statement. I think this is where the Cleveland Browns take that steps forward. I think this is the equivalent of the Eagles beating the Steelers in Carson Wentz's rookie year. Uh, being at home, that crowd is going to be electric, and you got a Sunday night prime night football in Cleveland. When was the last time that happened? The fans are going to be crazy. They are going to be ready to go. And I got the Browns winning 31 to 20. Odell's going to give you guys two touchdowns this week. And obviously, the Eagles and the Lions. The spread is very high for the Philadelphia Eagles. Very high, in fact. The Eagles are seven point favorites, and I don't like that spread at all. I can't stand it. But I'm going to take it. I think the Eagles are going to beat the Lions by 10 points. I think the Eagles are going to establish the run and run the football. Expect Jordan Howard to get more than, he's going to get around 20 touches, have over 100 yards and two touchdowns. I think Wentz also throws two in the air. I got the Eagles. This Lions defense is, they have an okay, good solid defense, but their coach is very conservative and Matt Patricia. And the Eagles offense knows how to, I mean, in the Super Bowl, in the big game, the Eagles put up 41 on Matt Patricia's defense. So I got the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Lions. I got 30, I got 28 to set to 17. I think the Lions scored two touchdowns. But other than that, I think the Eagles defense gets the job done. 28-17, your Philadelphia Eagles. And they'll be 2-1 and one and take on the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night. So to recap my picks before I transition to my bets here. And... I got the Eagles beating the Lions 28-17. Cowboys beating the Dolphins 45-0. Chiefs beating the Raven the Chiefs beating the Ravens 28 to 20 to the 23. No, 27 to 23. My fault, guys. The Falcons beating the Colts. I got the Falcons beating the Colts. I will say, I said, what did I say? 20. I said 20. I'll say 26 to 22. And then I got the Browns beating the Rams 31 to 20. If you guys agree or disagree, feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. All I got to do a search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on the Anchor app. All I have to do is search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. So now we are going to transition to the bets of the week. But before we get to the bets of the week, we have to play a little special special message WYBF FM 89.1 FM in Radnor and now it's time for the bets of the week so I know I gave you guys a little bit of preview but the Dallas Cowboys this is the first time ever that we are going to see two teams have over a 20-point spread. That is the New England Patriots over the Jets and the Dallas Cowboys over the Miami Dolphins. Take both of those games. The Jets are have a third-string quarterback and are in New England, and the Patriots just steamrolled the Miami Dolphins. So expect a similar result. I think the Patriots are going to win by easily by 
20 plus easily and I got the Cowboys easily beating the Miami Dolphins easily by 20 plus. Uh, a third game to pick, I would pick, I would choose the Ravens in Kansas City. I think that the Ravens defense is going to keep this game close and the Chiefs are six and a half point favorites. Take Baltimore in that game. Uh, another one, you have the Los Angeles Rams in Cleveland. I would take Cleveland in that game. Two and a half point underdog at home. Easy. That's easy money. Take the Cleveland Browns. And my last pick before we take a very, uh, a very quick music break on Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. I have two very special topics for you guys. A little sport, a little sports topic and a mental health topic because we always end Swoop Radio with a mental health topic. But the last game for you guys to bet on, I would take the Eagles over Detroit. I think the Eagles are going to win by eight points. I don't see Detroit making this a game. I think that the Eagles are going to pressure Matthew Stafford a lot, force a couple irrelevant throws, and I got the Eagles winning 28-17, and that's easily covering the spread. But again, like I said, check out Super Ready with Josh Sanchez on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on the Anchor app, all you have to do is search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. We're going to take a quick little music break here on 89.1 WYBF FM Cavalier Radio. But you guys listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. And Swoop Radio is back. I have to. Sh- I always have to shout out my boy John Williams. Uh, for those who do not know, man, me and John, uh, the host of the Rock Block and also uh, Sports Source, man, me and him have done so many podcasts and stuff together these past two years. He's graduated and doing big things. But anyway, as we transition to the fourth topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez, I, I mentioned earlier about the Miami Dolphins and... This has been a very common trend in sports, and a lot of people need to realize this: that it, that of this form of tanking hap, happen should happen in all the uh, all, all the sports. The Houston Astros did it, the Philadelphia 76ers did it, the Cleveland Browns did it. Other than that, like hockey is literally the only sport, and I mean I believe that there's tanking in hockey too. It's just not as like proven and it's not as bad as what we have seen in the past and what i mean by tanking is when teams will purposely lose games in order to get high draft picks and accumulate as many draft picks so they can draft superstars and have a great team in the future the philadelphia 76ers are well known for this they they called this the process and one of the reasons why I mentioned John Williams is literally in his bio, he talks about the process and everything. And I remember when he graduated, he said process complete. So pretty much like all the Sixers fans have developed this, this mod, this, this motto, this motive as the process. And what the Sixers did was from 2013. Oh goodness. It was so bad from 2013 to 2000 to around 2017. The Philadelphia 76ers were awful. But during that time, the Sixers won the lottery twice. They got Markel Fultz, who busted. 
Jaleel Okafor, who busted. Uh, Joel Embiid, who is a superstar. Ben Simmons is a superstar. And the Sixers build through the draft. They had their two superstars, and now the Sixers have Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and they have a couple other great established stars to go around them. They also got Jimmy Butler last year. Superstars want to come to Philadelphia because they, they want to play with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. So that's what the Sixers did. The Sixers tanked for five seasons and was absolutely an awful stretch of basketball. But now the Sixers have won over 50 games the past two seasons and have reached the second round each of the past two seasons. This is a big year for them. Year three for Simmons and Bede. So we'll see how they go. And I'll get I'll do more Sixers talk as the basketball season starts to 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 get closer. So now back to my topic. The Miami Dolphins are purposely tanking. And this might be the first time that like they're purposely doing it. The Miami Dolphins literally, they want to get rid of everybody. They got rid of Michael Fitzpatrick for a first round pick. So now here's the Dolphins draft pick, draft picks in 2020. Obviously, they have their first round, their own pick. They have the Texans pick. They have the Steelers pick. The second round, they have their pick, the Saints pick. The third round, they have their pick, the Steelers pick, the Dolphins, and then that's in the fifth round. The sixth round, they have the Cowboys pick and Dolphins. The seventh round, they have Dolphins. So pretty much what the Miami Dolphins have, like as I count the picks, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They have 10 draft picks in 2020, next year's draft. And in 2021, they have two first round picks, two second round picks, a third, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. And right there, that's two, four, six, eight. So that so over the next two drafts, the Miami Dolphins are gonna have 18 draft picks. And they're and it's gonna be a good year for quarterbacks because Alabama's toy to a the big T, I call him for those who do not know, big T in Alabama and Oregon's uh Justin Herbert are going to be the very top uh quarterback draft picks. And the Dolphins are clearing cap space. Uh, the team is due to carry only $6.9 million in dead money in 2020 and none in 2021. So it la- it, 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 and it has all those picks. So that's what the Dolphins are doing. It's pretty much Sam Hankey-esque in Miami. They are going to tank and they are going to pretty much suck for the next two to three years. But what they're going to come out of it is a lot of draft picks. And they're gonna have a, they're gonna have a lot of draft picks, and they're going to possibly have a franchise quarterback and a winner. But they have to hit on those draft picks. The Cleveland Browns are a perfect example of it. They were bad for years, and now they finally hit on a couple picks, and now and now and now they're good. And now the Browns have an actual squad because the Browns pretty much tanked too. The Browns traded down for uh, for Carson Wentz. They let the Eagles trade up. They got a lot of picks. And now the now the and now the Cleveland Browns are now in playoff contention for the first time in forever. But what the Dolphins did, here's their little here's their here's pretty much what the Dolphins did. So in order to tank, first you got to gut the roster. So here's what the Miami Dolphins did. In 2018, they finished 7 and 9. They fired their head coach Adam Gase. Uh, the M- M- Miami finished the year 31st in total defense and 29th in total defense. The Dolphins were bad at everything, but they still won seven games. They didn't even have a top 12 pick in the draft. So they're, so they're, 
pretty much being stuck to a six to eight, eight, like middle ground. Like you don't want to be in the middle ground. So what they did was they fired their coach. Um, they released defensive end Andre Branch and starting tackle Ted Larson. Uh, neither move was too surprising. Uh, Branch is with the Cardinals and Larson's now the backup for the Bears. Then March of 2019, the Dolphins made another move. They moved on the uh, the lineman. They, they released Josh S- uh, Sitton. And uh, he just played one game to just clear up cap space. So that's what they started to do. Then they also allowed offensive tackle Jawan James and defensive end Cameron Wake, wide receiver Danny Amendola and running back Frank Gore, among others, to all walk and sign elsewhere. They traded their quarterback Ryan Tannehill after seven years, 88 starts. Uh, he was Tannehill was due to count to 26.6 million. Um, in 28 in uh, March 18th, Ryan Fitzpatrick he signed a two-year deal with the team. Uh, 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 Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously the old veteran, signed a two-year contract with the Miami Dolphins. Two years, $11 million. Um, the pass rusher, Robert Quinn, uh, they, he came over from the trade from the Rams in March 2018, was sent to the Cowboys for a 2020 second-round pick. Um, so, so that's also what happened. And obviously, Miami, they selected uh, defensive tackle Christian Wilkins in the first round and they drafted a second round pick on Josh Rosen um, and, they, and, they, and they traded for him for a second round pick and he's only started one season for the Cardinals um, they uh, the Dolphins in offseason uh, the, the most significant investment as I'm reading this because they, they did a lot by the Dolphins in the offseason was a five year 76.5 million dollar extension with Xavier on uh, Xavier Howard he was their only Pro Bowler in 2018. Devontae Parker, Jakeem Grant, and Jesse Davis received more moderately sized extensions at other points in the offseason. Uh, Larry Tunsil and wide receiver Kenny Stills. So they traded Tunsil and Kenny Skills, Stills to the Texans for picks. First round pick, obviously, and stuff like that. So that's what they did in the offseason. And then week one, absolutely dreadful. They lost 59 to 10. They just completely, uh, they they just completely destroyed. They got destroyed by the Ravens, and they lost forty-three to nothing to the Dolphins. So that's pretty much what they did. They gutted their roster. They got rid of it, and that's the process of tanking. That's what the, that's what the uh, Cleveland Browns did a couple years ago. They went zero and sixteen. But the difference between the Browns that went zero and sixteen and the Dolphins this year, the Dolphins are losing by big amounts of points. The Cleveland Browns, seven of their games were decided by a touchdown or less, and three of those were decided by a field goal or less in all 16 of their losses. So the Miami Dolphins are purposely tanking, and they're purposely trying to lose. So every week I'm going to pick against the Dolphins. They're going to probably go 0-16, get the first overall pick. They might win a game, go 1-15, but... The Miami Dolphins are tanking, and that's been the recipe of some sports. And it's sad to say, but the 76ers did it, as I mentioned. The Cleveland Browns did it. The Houston Astros did it. The Astros won the World Series in 2017. And before then, they they were bad. From 2012 to 2015, or 2014, they lost over, they lost about 130 games a season. 
120 to 130 games a season. And they purposely tanked. The Cubs did it for a little bit too. Their manager said these next couple years are going to be rough, but then we're going to come out of it and have a nice squad. And then the Cubs ended up winning the World Series in 2016. So every that's one of the things about sports. You go through your highs and your lows. But the worst position to be in in sports is being in that middle ground. For basketball, it's being around 500, winning about 38 to 44 games a season. For baseball, it's winning about 79 to like 86 games a season. It's like you're not bad enough to get a top pick, but you're not good enough to make the playoffs. So you're just in the middle. That's what the Charlotte Hornets are. That's why they got rid of Kemba and they got rid of others. They need to do another rebuild. That's what the Sixers were before they rebuild their team. The Astros never won a World Series before they gutted out their team, and they won their first World Series in for in 55 years of existence. The Miami Dolphins have been irrelevant and have not been good for decades, ever since Tom Brady has touched the ball at, at quarterback. The Dolphins, yes, they made the postseason maybe, maybe once or twice, but let's be honest. What have the Dolphins done? What have the Jets done? What have the Buffalo Bills done? They've all, all three of them have been mediocre. At best, they win nine games a season. You got to do better. That's the worst spot to be in, in sports. I I would not be able to have the patience to do that. So I, I, I actually, I actually don't mind the tanking. Now this bad of a this bad, now this bad of the tank is. There's levels to this, like there's bad, and this is just awful. But you got to do what you got to do in order to get your team over to hump. You guys have been literally behind Tom Brady for two decades now. Why not change things up? Why not gut out the team? Why not start over? It's a good solid point. The Astros won. The Cubs won. The Browns are in playoff contention. The Sixers are in playoff contention. Probably, probably, probably will win soon. Why not? As I let you guys think and pause to that, should tanking be allowed? Because obviously, what the NBA did with tanking, the NBA. They they up the odds of the lottery pick. So if teams are purposely losing and they get in it, they and if they have the worst record, they have a 15.8% chance of getting the number one overall pick instead of a 25% chance. So it gives all the other teams a chance to get the number one overall pick. The NFL doesn't have that. If you have the worst record, you get the number one pick. Will the NFL change that in the next couple of years? That's just something for you guys to think about as you guys are listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on 89.1 WYBF FM Cavalier Radio. Uh, we're going to take a quick music break and to wrap up Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez, we're going to do a big mental health topic. I did a little study over the weekend on my girlfriend for all my people that want to find out. Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez will be right back. And the mental health segment, Behavior Vortex, will get started. Be you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Now it's time to wrap up Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Three weeks down, three weeks. No, 
I said that completely wrong. Oh, goodness. Three weeks down. So many more shows left. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. I, I talked about the Eagles. I got a great debate about Wentz. Talked about my week three predictions. Jalen Ramsey possibly going to the Eagles. Talking about tanking in sports. And I wrapped it up with habituation and sensitization as my mental health topic. Again, if you guys have any questions or would like to be on the podcast, Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez has a podcast every Monday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Those who did not watch today's radio show, the podcast will be out and the links will be provided. I have my Square Appointments app that you guys can just sign in and click on the link and you guys can schedule an interview with me. I'm also conducting a couple interviews within the next couple weeks, so I'll give you guys posted on that. But the Behavior Vortex, my mental health podcast, is on every Fridays at 6 p.m. So Swoop Radio, all my sports fans, all my mental health fans, the Behavior Vortex. And I also get into sports psychology and stuff like that and intertwine both podcasts. But I hope you guys enjoyed, again, this show, and I hope you guys... Check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and follow me on Instagram at swoopradio underscore. But I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Be safe out there. Please be safe. And improve your mental health every day. But it's time. It, it, like, I, I, don't, I just don't want to wrap it up yet. I'm just, I'm just excited. But I'm going to end on this very special um, new, uh, this very special uh, message. Love yourself. Never like realize, like sit down and have a conversation with yourself. Ask yourself, like, where am I in life right now? And just continue to do what makes you happy and you'll go places. The happiness will take you somewhere. And I'm going to conclude with a very special message for my Behavior Vortex fans. I'm going to add a Vox pod, which is a I'm going to interview people across I'm going to, every weekend. I'm going to interview people. And I'm going to update it. I'm going to post it. It's going to be very fun. I can't wait to get started. I learned that in radio. But again, check me out on all the social platforms. Hope you guys have a wonderful night. And this is Josh signing off. Swoop.